Matthew 18, when it says, Now the birth of Jesus was as follows. After his mother, Mary was betrothed to Joseph. In Jewish culture, uh, for one year they were betrothed, which means she still left, lived with mom and dad, and he still lived with his family, and they didn't consummate the marriage. For one year. And they actually said vows. To break up after that would actually take a divorce. So they're going to be married. They're, they're, they're actually seen in some respects, even as it says, as husband and wife. Uh, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away. And so, you know, this put her away secretly. Could you imagine? I, I don't know. I've never really heard anybody talk about it, but I imagine it because I'm a little strange sometimes. I don't know. The shame that Mary and Joseph went through to get to the point of believing God. Could you imagine if your, your, your girlfriend came home, your, your fiance, and said, hey, I'm pregnant by God. <laughs> Joseph was a man. I mean, come on, let's be honest here. Now, if, if, my, if so, anybody in my house came home and said they were pregnant by God, there'd be a lot of problems. Right? Right? And so it, it, even, even a dream, you know, I, I, even a dream, Joseph has to have a dream here. And, and I'm sure that Mary is stressed out and she's told Joseph and Joseph is probably upset. He's planning on divorce, divorcing her. And the Bible says to put her away secretly. He must have thought either she was crazy or he had great compassion on her because she could have been stoned for adultery. She would have been shamed in the community because he was a just man. He was going to secretly put her away. But God gave him a dream. Verse 20, but while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. Take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And I hope you underline this in your Bible, for he will save his people from their sins. Now, I know there's a book written a while ago that says that because, uh, you know, because God was the father of the baby, that the baby didn't have human blood. I don't know that that's it. But, it, but Jesus was conceived of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that he was begotten of the father. He, 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 he chose to put on finite flesh. He chose to take on flesh that could die. And he was, he was born of the Holy Spirit, knit in Mary's womb. And the Bible says that he had the name Jesus. And the name means Yahweh is salvation or Jehovah is salvation. His name explains his ministry. Jesus is help and deliverance. Jehovah is salvation. Is freedom from the power of guilt and the penalty of sin. That's what Christmas is all about. Jesus is salvation. It's restored fellowship with God. It's freedom to obey, freedom to serve God and enjoy his blessings. It means that he, uh, it goes on, it says he will save his people from their sins. Man, that's so good that Jesus... Salvation, he's going to save me from us. It's actually, it means to, in the literal means, to save away from my sins. To save me away, to move me away from that which I was. To move me away, to have that godliness, godliness, godlikeness, righteousness, rightness. 
to move me away from my sins, to save me from my sins. I'm wondering this morning if you have found that freedom in Christ Jesus. Because those who are in Christ have freedom from sin. Yes, we still struggle and have sins, but we are no longer bound to sin. We have freedom in Christ Jesus. Freedom from guilt. Jesus is that gospel message. I want to read this again because I know, listen, because we say today that grace is the gospel message and justification is the gospel message, but Jesus Christ is the gospel message. The good news is that Jesus came from heaven to earth, died on the cross and rose from the dead, and he's coming back for those who believe. Jesus saves you from your sins. Jesus saves you away from your sins. Come on, let's give him a praise this morning. Amen. Say, well, Pastor Bobby, I'm struggling with, with whatever it might be. Whatever that sin is that you're struggling with, Jesus saves you away from that sin. He moves you away as you read the Word of God and obey Him and follow Him. He makes you more like Him. That's the process of sanctification. And the good news is you can rejoice. Rejoice. Man, my tongue is all messed up today. I took last week off and our tongue's got caught up yet. Rejoice in that fact. Yeah, I might have been a sinner, but what I am today, I'm not the same person. God is changing who I am. I'm not perfect yet, but God is transforming me into the image of Jesus Christ. And so, so all this was done that it might be fulfilled. You know, I don't know if you understand, you know, there's 4,000 years of recorded history. And there's 400 years between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And so there's this time, intertestinal period where they're waiting for the 300 prophecies concerning the Messiah to come to pass. And Matthew, who's writing to Jews, that's his audience, is starting to list the, the, the prophecies that Jesus has fulfilled. Why? Because there's a lot of people that say they're God, and there's a lot of people that think they're God, but the only way you can prove your God is through prophecy that's in the Word of God. Amen. And so as Jesus begins to fulfill all these prophecies... The prophecy of being born in Bethlehem, in Micah. The prophecy that the children in Bethlehem, in that region, would be killed by Herod is in uh, Jeremiah. And on and on and on. The prophecy is fulfilled. And so we see here the prophecies that are fulfilled. And behold, it says, verse 23, the virgin shall be with child. Now there's a lot of people, uh, a lot of people believe the revised standard version is a, trying to move away from the term virgin birth. And there's a lot of people who believe that, that, Je that Jesus wasn't born of a virgin. They don't believe in the miracle of that. It's not really a miracle. It's God's plan of redemption. But if you don't believe in the virgin birth, you don't believe in redemption. If you don't believe that God can uh, uh, cause that, that, that uh, uh, Jesus to be born in, uh, from a virgin, that you can't believe in the deity of Christ. He had to be born a virgin. He had to have the seed of the Father. The 100% humanity of Christ and the 100% God. And then it goes on to say this, Emmanuel, which translates God with us. It actually means, it actually means God will come to dwell with us. Little translation. God will come to dwell with us. Just to get off the notes a little bit. I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. My body. And if you are born again this morning and you've received Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior, He has come to dwell. 
And when you have God come and dwell, it's not a wonder or not whether I'm saved or not. If you don't know that you're saved, if there's not that assurance on the inside, God with us. God with us. God with me. To imagine that Jesus is in heaven. The palace, the streets of gold, perfection. And he chose to come here on earth knowing that he would face suffering, persecution, and shame. That he would be spit upon by those he created. And he still chose out of his love for us, knowing that we would be sinners, he still chose to die for you and for me to come to dwell with us. 2 Corinthians 9.15, I love it. I love Paul. He says this, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. It's indescribable to think that God would be in heaven and he would come to earth. What words would we choose? Maybe we would say this, that almighty God is with me. That the Alpha and Omega is with me. That the bread of life is with me. That the deliverer is with me. That the faithful and true is with me. That the good shepherd is with me. That the judge of the living and the dead is with me. That the Lamb of God is with me. The resurrection and the life. The rock. The light of the world. The lion of the tribe of Judah. The living stone. The Lord of lords. The Lord of glory. God with us. God with us, the indescribable gift. God comes to dwell. Put your, put your hands on your... Come on, just say, God with us. God with me. God with us. If you're here this morning, and I'm getting him... If you're here this morning, oh, you're missing out. It's not just the benefit of heaven. It's the benefit of the blessing of God dwelling on the inside and transforming me into the image of Jesus. And no, there is no Christian that is perfect. We are all black sheeps of the family. We are all broken, but we're on our way. One day we will be as he is. When I see him, I will be like him and I will be in his perfection. Indescribable God. In us come to dwell. In Christ, the Bible says in that gift that's still indescribable is this thing called forgiveness. Having been dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he is made alive together with him, having forgiven all your trespasses. Everybody say all. all. Not some of them. It's not like your spouse that just gives a few of them forgiveness. Right? Come on now. You know, you did something five years ago and it comes up every now and then. Not me, it's you guys, right? <laughs> not only am I forgiven, and actually the aspect of forgiven is not only that I'm forgiven of the sin, but even the evidence that I committed the sin has been forgiven. It also says that we're in Christ, that we're accepted. God with us, dwelling with me, means that I'm accepted in the beloved. Listen, we are living in an age where you're going to see, continue to see suicide skyrocket because we are so digitally attached that we don't know how to relate to people. And people are losing hope. They're desperate. 
And the hope that is in God is that we are accepted, that he loves me and wraps his arms around me. I'm accepted by God. I don't care if anybody else uh, doesn't like me. I am accepted by Jesus. He is dwelling with me. Corinthians says not only that, but I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. Not only that, but in 1 Corinthians 6, 19, that don't you know your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own. God with us, Emmanuel. God with us. I wonder how many people are struggling, even with depression or suicide or problems and issues even right now. I want you to know that God If you're a believer, God is with you. I don't care how dark it seems, how deep the hole, how how high the waves are. If you are a believer in Christ Jesus, he has not forsaken you. He is with you and dwelling in you. He is God with us. The miracle of Christmas. And I keep saying miracle, but it's not a miracle because it's God's plan. He planned it from the beginning of time. It is a miracle, but it's not a miracle. It's his plan. You know what I'm saying? Because he is with me, I am one of my favorite passages. I am more than a conqueror. And I use the illustration that if I was a boxer and I went out to fight, And I won the fight and I got the prize money. And I take and I turn and I I give it to my bride. I am the conqueror. She is more than a conqueror. Because she doesn't have to fight the fight. I am fighting the fight. And Jesus, God with us, fights the fight. And we just along for the ride. Trust and obey. Trust and obey. Trust and obey.